GameZillaMedia.com. Video game makers believe that their products are starting to attract a whole new market. The voice of the gaming generation. The competition in this industry is so fierce, but we did manage to get a glimpse into the future. Real gaming opinions. The obvious question is, of course, how long will this smashing success last for video games? The last line of the GameZilla Podcast. Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grim, and with me, my co-host, the producer, the buttery, Sir Butter of Butter, uh, Master of Butter form, the Butter Boy himself, Sir Ya Boy Butter. How was that? One? I actually, would have. I'd appreciate it if Master of Butterform uh, was either first or last. I need to bookend my my title because it took years of dedication to re- reach up to being a master of the butterform. It's, it's that's true. That's a very true. under. It's a it's an underappreciated martial art. Uh, <laughs> it has very few practical applications yeah. in real world defense. Yeah, uh, but regardless, like Bo- <laughs> it's a martial art. Yeah, you're like Bo Raicho, basically, is what you look like when you when in that form. I wish I was that graceful. I wish I was <laughs> as graceful as a fat drunk man, but I am not. Well, welcome to episode 354 of the Gamezilla podcast, brought to you by our patrons. Yeah, thank you so much to all our supporters, patreon.com slash Gamezilla Media. And it's your support that uh, allows us to do this podcast for you. Uh, keeps keeps the podcast going for everyone else to enjoy it. So as a contributor, you're help you're helping to spread the love of Gamezilla throughout the entire internet. So we thank you so much. Uh, and don't forget, uh, if you don't listen to the other shows that are on the Gamezilla Media Network, there's cool bonus shows available for you as a patron. So it's a nice doorway into what's going on uh, on Noobs and Dragons, Last Action Podcast, and, of course, The Legend of Retro. So thank you so much to all of our Patreon supporters. If you're not supporting us, please consider doing so today. Absolutely. And if you uh, listened to last week's show, it was our uh, return to form. We came back from a decent break uh, in the podcast and we started up with some E3 coverage focusing on the Xbox and Bethesda announcements. Today, this week, we will be focusing on Nintendo's E3 presentation and everything that they brought to the show as well. And, um, you know, just kind of continuing our return to the podcast uh, with new our new structure and new form and just trying to uh, get back into the groove of things. So we appreciate everybody that uh, is hanging out with us, that's returned to listen and is excited about Gamesville Podcast being back. So, without uh, further ado, I am going to give this week's show over to the Butter Boy and let him uh, steer the ship for the big Nintendo E3 2021. Yeah, I'm excited to have the wheel on this one, and you'll be the rudder down in the water keeping us uh, actually going the direction we want to go, because I feel like me spinning the wheel probably going to run us into some rocks. So I am counting on you to keep us uh, navigating oh. the new <laughs> waters. Up you already hit the rock. Sure. The rudder, me, I'm somewhere in the ocean disconnected from the ship now. So good luck, buddy. Good luck. Now, good luck. I'm, we're here to talk about Nintendo, but me talking about ships and stuff. Can you tell I spent some time 
doing a deep dive in that Sea of Thieves announcement uh, that happened during our Xbox uh, presentation last week. <laughs> Man, today I saw a bunch of like articles about it and I panicked. I was like, oh, God, did it drop? I need to start playing it right now. And then realized, no, I still have a little bit of time. So, um, but yeah, it drops today on re- yeah. release day for the show, I'm pretty sure. So yeah. we're going to have to map out some time. But we're here to talk about Nintendo uh, and I, we're going to we're going to recap it when it's all done what we thought about this direct but there was a good amount of stuff showed off here uh but there was a little bit that left left to the imagination or things we were longing for that we didn't get to see so uh we'll go through talk about some of this stuff and uh, we'll break it all down at the end and i wanted to i definitely want to make sure we leave a little bit of time at the end to talk about some of the misses or the stuff that was left out of this showcase so uh it started off with has become customary over the last few years, uh, you know, teasing its way uh, into a cinematic trailer for the new Smash Brothers character to be announced. And a lot of times when they show these off, I end up being a little bit confused about what's going on at first, having a hard time identifying what video game they come from, because, you know, we've had a Joker from Persona. We've had the hero from Dragon Quest. So we've had a few that are like franchises I know like nothing about. So it took me a minute to understand what's going on before anything was even possibly recognizable to a casual fan of this series, which I actually am closer to being a casual fan. So I'm very proud of how quickly I figured this out, but someone walks to a cliff and throws a body over the cliff. I go, that's from Tekken, right? Like I can't remember what scene from Tekken that was from. I was like, I think we're getting someone from Tekken. And sure (laughs) enough, we're getting Kazuya uh, from Tekken. And uh, I was excited because we've talked before in the show and I've been, I remember being verbally abused at the time about talking about how much I love Tekken 3 back in the day. I've kind of fallen <laughs> off with the series, but I find I found Kazoya to be maybe a strange pick, but maybe that's because of the timeline in which I was a Tekken fan. He wasn't even in Tekken 3. So like to me, it feels a little bit of a strange uh, move, but I know he was a pinnacle character prior. And we knew that this was probably coming because uh, Bandai Namco is actually the de- people that developed uh, Smash Ultimate. So uh, it's still not exciting enough where I'm going to buy the season pass or the deal, the fighter pass or the DLC, uh, because I don't know. We already have some other fighting game characters. We have Ryu. We have, uh, I don't know. I want to call him Larry, which probably isn't right from, <laughs> from, uh, from uh, <laughs> Final Fight. What was that? What's that guy's name? I don't know. Who cares? Uh, Someone's going to be all butthurt that I couldn't remember that guy's name. I mean, the uh, most important but, thing here is that the the reason why this is relevant is because they aren't in Tekken, Tekken 3 because Tekken 3 is garbage. And anybody that no, plays Tekken, Tekken 3, 3 is, is trash. Goat. So, I mean, that's no. why when you look at this, that's why they made this decision. That's why they brought this character in. They were like, we got to bring someone in that's not part of Tekken 3. Otherwise, our credibility is out the window. Um, no, but in all reality, I don't care. <laughs> like, I have no, I have no input on this. Uh, I don't play a lot of Smash anymore, and I've never been a Tekken guy, so neither one of these even hit the scale for me. Like it, it started up, I was like, "Oh, we're getting a new Smash person," and then it was Tekken. I was like, "Cool, we can skip on to the next thing now." Yeah, it, it, it even as someone who likes Tekken, it didn't move the needle enough where I'm even going to consider downloading it. Um, I, I don't know who's left that I would even want in Smash because I've said before, I wanted King K. Rule and I wanted Simon Belmont. They were in the base game for this Smash Brothers. I haven't needed anything else. I probably should get around to downloading Banjo and Kazooie and 
uh, giving that one a play. But that was that was the announcement. I don't know how many more slots are left in the, this current fighter pass. I don't know. Smash uh, Smash has lost a little bit of its its hype for me. And I think part of that is the DLC releases haven't been characters I'm interested in playing, so it hasn't pulled me back into it. Yep. Um, moving on for the show, they showed off Life is Strange uh, and the, the sequel, uh, both being released on the Switch. The current one is called something, Colors, True Colors or something. Yep. Uh, we already... Did we already know about this? I feel like this Life is Strange sequel was shown off on one of the other showcases, maybe uh, one of the summer game uh, game fest days earlier on, or I know for sure it was shown off at the Square Enix show. Regardless, to me, Life is Strange is a game that either you're really excited because you like that kind of game, or you honestly could not possibly care any less about its existence. And I fall into that category. Uh, the visuals that they showed off were not final visuals for the Switch version. So I have no idea if they're going to look better or worse. But at least what they showed off looked decently nice, in my opinion. Yeah, so Life is Strange True Colors is the new one, which is releasing September 10th. And then Life is Strange, the remastered collection, uh, will be coming out later this year. This is, a, I mean, I know even even someone like my wife who really likes these story driven, like kind of just ride ride along games almost, you know, they're not there's not a ton to them. Um, choose your own adventure, maybe would be a, a great example of this. Um, they even her, someone who likes this stuff, she just didn't really get into this this series. So um, she's not, of course, she saw the trailer and thinking about maybe I revisit it now, you know, but uh, overall, it's nothing that, like, blew me away. At first, I was a little confused because when the trailer first started, it was, like, um, mm-hmm. very cartoon uh, style, and the yeah. games aren't that. So, like, there's, I had, there was confusion for me where I was like, well... Is the new game, does it look like this or or is this just like a trailer that that is a completely different art style than the game itself? That was that like because I could tell you that Life is Strange like collection, the old Life is Strange isn't a cartoon styled looking game. I had that same thought when I was watching. I was like, oh, that's kind of a cool new art style direction for Life is Strange. I don't think that's what the game's going to look like. And if that's the case, (laughs) I don't remember like another another video game trailer that showed you an art style that could plausibly be the art style for the game, but it wasn't at all the art style for the game. Right. It'd be like if the Battletoads trailer that came out for a couple of years ago for Xbox was like some gritty, like high res, yeah. uh, you know, cut scenes and, and everything. And then you get it. And it's like cartoony brawling fun. Like right. you, you'd be really confused. And I, I, so if the new life is strange, isn't cartoony, which I don't think it's going to be, that was a confusing choice to someone who's not a fan of the series, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So up next was one of the announcements that I found surprising for, for this Nintendo direct is they showed off that the new guardians of the galaxy game that uh, square Enix uh, announced during the summer game fest, I think is when that one dropped regardless, it dropped a few days earlier, but then it's like, Oh damn, this thing's coming to the switch. Oh, it looks all right. Like you would have thought it would have looked like garbage. Well, going back, you find out that it's another one of those cloud gaming releases. Yeah, I would uh, say this game can't—they can't run on the Switch. No. Uh, <laughs> and we're—I think we're starting to see a little bit 
of the the holes in the age of the switch that we've always known were there even from its own release but but show, trying to port a game and pushing it as a cloud gaming option i haven't done any of these switch cloud gaming experiences so i don't know if they're playable or not but uh, th- that needed to be not just small text at the bottom of the screen right that needed to be something that was like explain that this is part of the switch's cloud gaming experience like they they need to sell that aspect of it to you because i was misled i thought for a whole day that i was like oh they're gonna port this like this this might be kind of wild to just try the experience and know what it's like until i saw someone posting in our discord about it being a cloud experience and i was like oh well that makes more sense i guess but that i don't know that just was part of me feeling like uh, this was a misleading trailer. What'd you What'd you think? I mean, I had similar feelings to it. It's you know, this is a game that when it got announced at the um, like you said at the Ubisoft um, uh, show, that they, I, I was surprised by the announcement and then instantly very excited about this game, uh, way more excited than the Marvel Avengers game that's been that's been struggling now for a year. Um, this just looks like a different experience and it looks promising. So when they announced it here on Nintendo's thing and then basically, like you said, in small, small font, it said coming to the switch via cloud on October 26th, I instantly like thought about me messing around with um, uh, Resident Evil 7 and it works. I mean, like, but at the same time, I instantly know I'm not going to play this game on my Switch. I'm going to play it on something else. I'm going to play it on my Series X or I'm going to be hell. I'm going to play it on my PC or whatever. Right. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I the, the cloud idea that Switch has right now. And maybe I'm maybe I'm way off on this, but at least at least in North America, I don't hear anybody talking about this, this like service that that they're offering because a it's so limited we're talking like what five games if that that are that are in this cloud yeah yeah um i think there are more in japan and maybe it's maybe it's something that's utilized more overseas but uh overall i I was just like yeah this was real lukewarm kind of like okay cool next it sort of feels like a half dishonest way to shoehorn a blockbuster port you know that was announced coming to the switch yeah Uh, because again being cloud gaming it just it feels a little dishonest because there's plenty of people that saw that myself included and didn't read the text was just excited to like right away like oh look at this this is cool this is coming to switch uh so you're also getting this you're also getting this from a third party developer that is unable or unwilling to port it to your your device so all this all this announcement really led to from what i've seen is just time and time again article after article days following the show of this is why nintendo needs to release a updated system you know because you know we're now looking at capcom who's tried this cloud thing to bring to bring their games to switch ubisoft trying to leverage the cloud service to bring their games to the switch instead of just being able to bring their games to the switch. No doubt. So we'll see how we'll see what the reviews are like for that in October. I'm, I'm super interested to see how that one pans out. And 
you know, because I don't, we didn't really talk about this game because it wasn't shown off during Xbox. We were talking about it in the last show. I'm actually super excited for this Guardians game. Yeah, I it think it fun. looks like it's going to be a ton of fun. You just play a Star Lord, and that sounds awesome to me. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's a single player adventure with with you know again uh, marvel has made these deals with these developers now that these stories that they're going to go and build are are canon and allowing allowing both sides to help develop this so it's just it's that single player fun like i i don't know i think of like jedi fallen order or i think of something like that when i when i think of this game where you know i'm going to be able to go into it and just have a really fun time with a character that i really like in a universe that i really like you know, and not they're not trying to do too much with it. It's just going to be a story that I get to play through and then move on with my life. Yeah, if it has anywhere near the success of Jedi Fallen Order, you know, it's it's continuing to prove that not every game needs to be some giant hundred player multiplayer <laughs> right. experience. Games can just be a fun experience for one person to play through and enjoy because we know Jedi Fallen Order has had 20 million players. Now, I don't know how many of those are subscription-based players on Xbox or what, but 20 million people have played Star Wars uh, Jedi Fallen Order. So Disney is seeing there's a benefit to quality-made single-player experiences. You can make some money off of them. So I'm I'm hoping this is also going to be one of them. Yep, me too. All right, next up is the game that... I, I hope Nintendo finds a way to aggressively get a, a player base behind this because I think it's such a great game for the Switch. And it's Worms Rumble, the new uh, Worms action game where you're not just statically taking turns. And I, I don't know, I just feel like if Nintendo, if the, if the people at Worms market this and, Ninten- and price it aggressively on the Switch, it's just such a great game to have that handheld experience and, and enjoy. Uh, I haven't played Worms Rumble yet, but Worms games are fun, and I think they play right into the the type of player base of people that uh, are Nintendo Switch fans, and I hope that this one's successful there. So I have played Worms Rumble in, in back in its beta form, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, it's a very different Worms game. We're used to uh, Worms being very tactical, turn-based uh, type game. This was this was live. You know, you're running around a typical 2D Worms uh, level and you're fighting each other and then you're respawning and and it's it was chaotic but at the same time it still had the feeling of of a worms game but it also had that like fresh that fresh piece that it needed to kind of like bring what i think it was a stale ip for a while back into like um some level of relevance and so the problem i have here though is that you are advertising yourself as a Worms Rumble battle, you know, it's a battle royale, battle rumble game, but it's not free. And so that's the that's the problem is that you're you're a you're a franchise that's almost kind of trying to change the style of game that you are, and you're putting a paywall in front of it. And so we can go back and look at the success of of Call of Duty's Call of Duty learned real quick they can't put a paywall in front of their battle royale mode they you know when they when they made blackout it didn't work out the way they wanted it to and they were a, and they are a healthy ip so i like this game but i'm on the other side of the where i'm concerned about the player base because of the uh, paywall and so either a i could see this game go free to play eventually and maybe just again because of all the cus- customization you're going to be able to do with your worms and stuff with outfits and all that jazz maybe that's how you try to 
microtransaction, get some microtransactions in there to create revenue for your game. But um, you can grab, I, I don't know if it's ex expired yet, but you can grab a 25% discount if you pre-ordered the game like right now. Because uh, it comes out in a couple, like from when we're recording this, it's in two days. June tw June 23rd is when it drops. So, um, yeah, I don't, and I don't know what the, what the full asking price is on this game right now. Yeah, that's why I said I was hoping they price it aggressively because you got yeah you got to get a player base for this sort of game. Where with a traditional Worms game, who cares? I mean, you can play the computer, you can play co-op with you know local uh, against friends. But if it's a if it's a battle royal game, you got to get a million people playing it. You know what I mean? You have to have a player base. So we'll hope it works out. Yeah, I'm I'll, I'm I want to play it. It, it and the time the the time I've spent with Worms Rumble, it was a lot of fun. So and it was diff, you know, it is very different from all your other battle royales, which is important. You're not you're not it's not the the same stuff over and over again. So. All right, up next, uh, we're not going to cover everything shown off here, and this is going to be one of those. It was a weeb game that uh, I don't know, it was turn based. I didn't even really write down what its name was because I Astra Ascending, probably. Is that it what was something about? I was like, ah, yeah, I was I was thumbing through E3 taking notes before we yeah. did the show. And I was like, ah, I didn't I don't know what that's OK, moving on. It's, so, yeah, Astra Ascending. Uh, we game, neither of us really have an opinion on. So September 30th, if you like it. There you go. Yeah. Turn based RPG. Uh, another quick one to breeze over two point campus is a college building simulator where you build a university. I'm a simulator uh, game guy. We know I love those type of games. Mm -hmm. This one looks not fun at all. Won't be playing it. Comes uh, out next, next year. <laughs> next. Yeah, woo. <laughs> Two-point campus. Can't wait. Uh, hey, this, okay, this one had me excited. Monkey Ball Mania was announced, but the announcement wasn't a great announcement. They show off monkey ball they're showing you the history of the franchise they're going through stuff and it wasn't until my second time watching this that i understood this was a uh remake an hd remake of the first three monkey ball games in a collection yeah did you get that the first time watching this did you know they that? made it I seem I thought so it was a new monkey ball game. yeah so they called it super monkey ball banana mania right and so i was like oh what is this? like and obviously they talked about 20th anniversary and so and then they did this countdown where they were like showing all the games like through the through the years and you're thinking it's going to end into an all new game or something like that. But instead, you're getting this um, collect a remastered collection of Super Monkey Ball. Um, sorry. Yeah. Includes Super Super Monkey Ball, Super Monkey Ball 2 and Super Monkey Ball Deluxe, all updated with improved visuals and additional features like four player local co-op online challenges and leaderboards and then a host of new playable characters um and and even more and it's hitting the switch october 5th of this year so it's really weird i mean um because they just re they they already released one monkey ball game that was a re that was a cleaned up version that they sold and I thought, well, not that I thought I own yeah, it. But Banana Blitz, Blitz is a cleaned yeah. up version. I think of the Wii game, which allegedly wasn't good. I mean, I haven't played it and I'm not like some deep monkey ball fan, but all the times I've played monkey ball, I've had fun. And I actually got more excited about this announcement. Once I realized it was a collection of the old monkey ball games. Yeah. Because those are the ones that were really fun. Yeah. They had so a lot of the good stuff I, for sure. 
Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm more excited about knowing that I can play an HD version of the old games and really enjoy them more than I would even be of rolling the dice on a new monkey ball game. So I, it just, it felt like it was a bad announcement because it wasn't clear. There was something about the announcement. I watched it all the way through one time and didn't understand exactly what monkey ball banana mania was. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I would agree with you on the, on the actual um, announcement overall though. Uh, I'm a super monkey ball fan. It's a really weird game. But, you know, if you're a Marble Madness fan, if you're any, anything like that style of gameplay, like you're going to you would really enjoy Super Monkey Ball. If you've never experienced it, I would say uh, keep an eye out on this to to pick it up because it's uh it's pretty cool. It's addictive. You get really addictive just trying to beat your times, trying to beat your goals, get through the puzzles. Very fun series. Yep. Hey, our next announcement was uh a new Mario Party entry, uh, which is a remake of sorts. It has five boards from the N64 era of Mario Party and then a hundred of the most popular mini games ever. And this just felt like a cash grab. Thank you. Because Thank because you. I don't understand why this isn't a, a, a DLC pack offered for Super Mario Party. I really don't. Exactly. Like you could individually. I would rather individually pay for these boards. Each board, you know, let's say they just they do five boards. Each board comes with twenty more mini games, and and tack those on. I'd pay money to to have that integrated into the one Super Mario Party I already bought. Now I know in the past they did releasing multiple Mario Party entries across uh, across the system. But it's 2021. Just make those boards DLC because there aren't a ton of boards in Super Mario Party. And regardless of what people think about Super Mario Party, I've had fun playing it. Like, I like the game. Yeah, but you can also just like a cash grab to me. Yeah, you can also improve on that game by adding this content like Nintendo refuses yet again to move into the DLC and and the game as a service where you continue to build something that matters that then that then retains player base and 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 lasts for you know years and years and years and I understand Nintendo also is special where you know we we can talk about Smash and we can talk about you know Mario Party and we can talk about these games that do last for a long time because they are party games and they are and they are local co-op and things like that. But this just seemed to me like it belonged just attached to what's already there, not a standalone game, especially if it's going to hold a $60 price tag to me. And even if even 50 or 40 at this point, I don't I don't know where this falls exactly, but to it's cash dollar game. Yeah. Cash grab to me is uh, very well put. Uh, I had this conversation with with a buddy of mine uh, who was very excited about this announcement and I just didn't get it, you know, like and so him and I didn't didn't agree on this. And we had we had a discussion. I was just like, I'm just tired of Nintendo doing this. Like, it just seems lazy is what it seems to me. It's, it's just easy, lazy cash grab. And that's not what I like to see out of Nintendo. And I know they're clearly capable of more. Um so when I see these, I get I, I'm bummed out. And honestly, it's five boards and a hundred mini games. Doesn't I might have even been excited if it were ten boards, twelve boards. Like yes. give me a ton of boards because again, I have enough fun playing Super Mario Party. I think it has four boards and a couple like extra modes in it. 
if I have a lot of boards, that's what keeps the game feeling fresh to me because I could play Mario Party one night and then a week later sit down to play it and the game's going to continue to feel fresh if I have different boards and different experiences, but it's one I've played it a couple times in a month and I've played through all the boards and then I I don't want to cycle back through to the board that I just spent an hour, two hours playing, you know, a couple weeks earlier. So I would be more comfortable with this being a a full price game if it had more than five boards from the N64 era. Like, yeah, I just feel like they're, they, they regurgitated a bunch of popular stuff and they're trying to, they're trying to tote it as a new Mario party like game. And it's not though. Like in the end, it's not, it's, 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 you took old stuff. You, you, you cleaned it up. I'm sure you're going to re-release it. It should have just been added into your Mario Party, like you said, Super Mario Party that's already on the Switch. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like you've been a fan of a band for 20 years and then they release their greatest hits CD. I guess if you really just want to listen to the greatest hits, cool. This is this is good for you. I don't want I don't even like Mario Party like that. Like I, my wife loves it. I play it with her and I have fun with it, but I'm not some sort of Mario Party fan where I need the greatest hits. Correct fine with the one i already have so yep yeah this one did not enjoy this announcement it, it got a thumbs down from me i was disappointed by it yep but we were picked right back up now i want you to take the lead on the setting the tone for <laughs> you know we, we have our representative from nintendo come up and yeah. he let us know hey we're not hearing we're working on metroid prime 4 Spoiler alert, it, the, the last Metroid Prime game came out in 2007. Yep. That's a long-ass time ago. So it's we've been waiting a long time. But they said that they had something else to show us during yeah. the Nintendo Direct, and that's why I want you to take it, Grim. Okay, yeah. So, you know, we did get the, just the, the notification that we weren't going to be seeing anything about Prime 4. It's still a ways away. Um, you know, and so when they say, but we have something else to show you, there was two things running through my head. One was, okay, here, we're finally going to get the trilogy, the the cleaned up trilogy uh, for Prime 1, 2, and 3, Metroid Prime 1, 2, and 3, and I am completely satisfied with that. I will take it and and love it and, you know, just, and I'll wait another eight years for the next announcement. But um, if you're not familiar with Metroid, um, if you're a Metroid fan, we are used to being just, beat up kicked in the groin just forgotten forgotten at the store <laughs> you know like it, always it's always us that just gets the short end so uh to hear anything with the word metroid it instantly got me excited so my other thought was we could be seeing a fortnite announcement with the rumors of samus being integrated into this season of fortnite and then finally my mind was it's been several years since samus returns um hit and that company that made that game did a great job there had been the rumors of a remake of another game that they were going to let them do another remake and instead we get metroid 5 and it literally starts with metroid 5 and and like it says it on the screen and i'm like wait what? And so it's the first new 2D Metroid game in over 19 years. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like shaking. I'm like, I'm like, 
what is happening right now? Like, I don't, what is happening right now? This is, like, please don't give me, like, Metroid 5, like they just did, and then say 2027. And then, <laughs> like, you already, you already did that to me with Prime 4, man, like, years ago. So, um, no, we, instead, we get Metroid Dread, uh, a new Metroid side-scroller uh, coming to the Nintendo Switch October 8th of this year with a matching Amiibo set of Samus and the new enemy, uh, Emmy, uh, or Emmy. Is it Emmy or Emmy? I can't I remember. Think said Emmy. I, I think, think it's Emmy. It yeah, it's E-M-M-I, um, and I forgot what it actually stands for, but it's the new kind of um, whatever... Um, it's a bad guy within the game that you see in the trailer. But so, yeah, it, you know, we realize we're getting Metroid uh, Metroid five. It cuts into this trailer and you still don't really understand what's happening because. Let's be honest, guys, we, it's been 19 years since we've gotten a new Metroid game. We're like, <laughs> wait, how, how what what's after fusion, right? Like what would it? I don't know. Like, so all of a sudden there's this weird, like robotic creature on the ceiling that is watching Samus and starts to kind of rotate and drop down. And it's just this big kind of like creepy looking mech and it starts chasing her. And I'm just like, I'm all, I'm like, what the like, and of course we see Samus and like the suit. I'm just going to look, I mean, Butterboy, the suit. I mean, we saw the suit and it was, it was, it looked updated and I'm like, Oh, damn, we got a, we got a new looking suit. So I um, I started screaming. I'm not kidding. There's an airplane going over. If you guys can hear it, I'm sorry. I started screaming and uh, the dogs went crazy. Mind you, this show was in the middle of the day, a work day. So, so my wife is working in the other room. Dogs are screaming. She's yelling. I'm, I'm jumping up and down to the point where things are falling off of my shelves in my game room just screaming, just saying, like, yelling at the top of my lungs, yes, yes, finally, yes, thank you. <laughs> like, like all has been forgiven, Nintendo. I love you guys. Uh, but, yeah, Metroid Dread, we're getting it uh, October 8th, everybody. Nintendo Switch, it looks, uh, they showed a ton of gameplay at, at the Nintendo Treehouse afterwards. God, it looks so buttery smooth. The developers that did Samus Returns uh, joined up with uh with other with another team and and created this uh the thing about and maybe i'll hand it back to you because i could talk about metroid all for the rest of the show so maybe i'll yeah. hand it back to you metroid dread isn't brand new like the concept right. of metroid dread would you like to yeah, would so, you like to talk about that a little bit yeah so i i broke this down for a few people like okay they show off metroid 5 and again same feelings been been a metroid fan it was one of my all-time favorite nes games you know grew with the series and loved it and have been you know you explain we all feel like we're left out well when they announced metroid 5 it's like finally we're get we're going beyond fusion we're seeing what's next and i was geeked up as soon as i saw the words dread you said you were like yelling i was like stomping my feet like a, like a like a kid like because Metroid Dread is the name of the lost Metroid game that allegedly was in develop for the original DS is if as I remember the yeah. stories of the rumors. Uh, so, you know, you think all the way back then there were rumors going around of Metroid Dread and there's some like 
artwork or mock-up artwork you can find online that shows a very polygonal Samus and, and a unique art style. And so for years, for years, you just hear about, oh, yeah, I wonder what Dread was like. Or you can imagine what it would have been like having a 2D Metroid experience on the original DS where, you know, instead we had the, the Hunters, which was actually crazy that it even worked on a DS, you know. <laughs> um, but... It, it it was weird because it felt like a fever dream. It felt, it felt like it did, yeah. It's this, this, this thing that was supposed to exist fifteen years ago finally is happening. It's all coming together. And the people from Nintendo explained that they've tried, you know, kicking this project together a few times, and the technology wasn't quite quite right to make the game they wanted to make. That's what they tell us. I don't know if any of that's true, uh, but after I played. Uh, Samus Returns on the 3DS, you know, four years ago or whatever that was. Yeah, I was like, yeah, they they need to keep this going because the system that they put in place, the development uh, that they made as a action platform game, it was so fun. It was advancing what Metroid has been into sort of a, a modern feel with bringing the uh, the melee yep. aspect into it to, to counterattack. Like, it just, I l- absolutely love the experience of Samus Returns on the DS. And you are seeing that they, they're taking that and they're turning it up to 11 and they're putting it on the Switch with Dread. Uh, and the environment is going to be extremely different. We're used to a lot of core line Metroid games having a very organic uh, sort of look to them. You know, you're on different planets and things like that. This looks like it's very much in a spaceship. Uh, very much in a structure technologically. And they explained in the treehouse that a lot, you know, in Metro games, you typically yes, start, at the, start this, of the, yep. at the top of the planet and you work your way down. Well, whatever is happening in the story for dread, we're starting in the bottom and we're working our way up. So, you know, that's going to cause the game to feel a little bit different. I'm, I'm geeked up. To- totally excited. Grim, you uh, pre-ordered the special edition already, right? Yeah. So I was, uh, thanks to uh, dork and the ninjas, a, a friend of ours here. we, I was able to get my special edition locked in and uh, a set of the Amiibos locked in. So, and I guess they've announced now that the Amiibos will unlock additional missile packs and energy tanks and stuff like that. So they do actually serve a pretty big purpose, uh, which I'm we're starting to see now. Like, there's not as many Amiibos necessarily being released, but when they are tied to a game, they seem to be very. Um, important. So like the Skyward Sword amiibo for Zelda is um, it gives you the ability to like launch the store or whatever uh, in game anytime you want. Um, you know, so like there's just it, it gives it it gives it a cool thing. Now, mind you, my amiibos will probably never be opened out of the package. And I'll just talk to a friend of mine who can potentially make me a couple cool uh, little NFC cards uh, so I can scan and get my things done. But I was super happy because for me, I might just buy the game digitally when on launch day, but I have to have that. Like it has to be in my hands, physical uh, Samus returns. It would be the last game that we really, you know, that we got. And so you, you personally know what I did. I went out and bought the 3ds. I bought two versions of two copies, of the special edition, a regular copy. Like, like I had, cause, cause they had different artwork. So I bought it all. And, um, and yeah, it was, uh, this is going to be the same thing is that I, I, I bought what I could so far, but if we were to get, you know, closer to release date, that there's going to be a, a pro controller special edition, or even like a, sw- a switch light edition or something like that, you know, that I'm going to, I'm going to buy it. Um, in a heartbeat. This is so big for me 
because when Fusion, you know, Fusion being that last new 2D Metroid game that came out, yes, I was alive, and yes, I was a Metroid fan, and I played it. This is the first time I think I've I can fully appreciate it, right? Like as a kid, I I liked Metroid. I bought Fusion. I didn't really understand like the, how big of a deal it was or whatever. I just played it and had fun with it. This time around, I'm looking at this and I'm like, this is the first time where I really feel like hope and like a new chapter and like all these things are just running through my head so i really want to want to do is get another special edition and actually i want to send it off and have it graded i've never had a game graded ever i actually want to get this one graded and put in a case nice i think that's a good idea um i'm just i'm excited because this feels this feels like a lost artifact brought back to life this feels yeah historic because again like i said it was the lost or rumored metroid game for 15 or so years and now it's real so it's and you just think about like you go back to thinking samus returns and how much you and like you just you and i how much we liked that game and how smooth it felt and and how good it looked on a 3ds an, an, an aging 3ds now take that game and put it on the switch and give the controls that we loved on the DS and put it on Joy-Cons or put it on a Switch Pro controller and just think about how good this is going to feel. And there is 2.5D aspects to the game, too, where they see when you're when you're charging up some of your weaponry, the camera angle actually kind of like zooms into the game and kind of almost gives you an over the shoulder third third uh, third person like style look. So, I mean, like. God, I just can't wait to like get my hands on it. I'm I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm I'm really glad they did the same thing they did with us with Samus Returns, which was shown off at an E3 uh, and then dropped in September that year. So luckily, we don't have long to wait. And you know, with the with all the fun we're having this summer, I think October will be here before we know it. So pretty geeked up for it. I could see a Switch Lite or something like that edition getting dropped because. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, when they announced Samus Returns, they did not announce that 3DS. We did not know that 3DS was a thing when they launched that game. I agree. I think it I think it was a later date that that was yeah. shown off. So I don't think I don't I don't I mean I hate to say this, but I don't think Nintendo looks at this like it deserves a full blown Switch like limited edition. But I could see a Switch Lite coming in that coming in that nice metroid colors and and just oh i would oh boy dangerous yeah but yeah think about it. if the color scheme matches the suit samus is wearing in the trailer, <laughs> yeah which is yeah, classic I, yeah i know like, that's i know it's gonna look really cool oh we can keep dreaming Okay, the show's over. We don't have anything else to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you talking about? They they announced Just Dance 2022. Is hey, before out. we before We're we move on to that down. garbage though, before we move on to that garbage, Happy Metroid Monday, everybody! Happy Metroid Monday. <laughs> we are recording on a Monday, just so everyone knows. All right, anyways, Just Dance 2022. Let's let's go ahead. Yeah, we're gonna talk about song lists. We're gonna talk about new dancers. We're gonna talk about. <laughs> hey just text um, me when you're done talking about this i gotta i gotta go take a dump okay i'll be right back uh take your mic with you uh <laughs> cruise and blast uh huge fan of the cruising series my first n64 game was cruising usa bought on a, a player's choice cartridge when i got my n64 uh pinnacle you know like a, a seminal game of my childhood 
cruising blast looks like ass and i don't know why <laughs> is is this a mobile game like, it, it looks, looks like a mobile game also can i just can it we looks- just jump back real quick just dance 2022 first of all anybody that enjoys just dance it's a fun game like i get it okay yeah. i get it but like yeah, i'm, just, I'm giving it a hard time but but cruising blast looks awful it looks like a nintendo 64 <laughs> game it looks like they're trying to bring cruising usa just remastered not even remastered just a just a straight up port um yeah i don't know is this the arcade game is this a port of the arcade game is that what this is all i know is it's a console exclusive this fall so i mean they were they really they basically figured it's coming to the switch so we don't have to make it look better i i don't know i'm not sure where this ported from but it didn't look good at all visually i was shocked I'm going to have to do the research because this is one of two things. This is a port of the arcade version, which that sort of graphic is relatively acceptable in an arcade racer, like in Dave and Buster's. Uh, or this has to be a game from Apple Arcade or something because <laughs> it just looked terrible. Yeah, yeah. There's just a bunch of bright colors giving you a seizure over like. Which it's really a bummer because you're right. Like the cruising, the cruising games have been fun, you know, back in the day. So to see it kind of make a comeback would be I'd, I'd welcome it a, a fun arcade racer would be totally welcomed but um yeah just not uh not looking like it if this is a full price title I'll, I'll probably never ever play this if this is not a full price title uh if i'd catch it on sale and maybe play it because cruising games are a ton of fun they really sure. are but yeah. it will it looks horrible yeah uh, <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, they announced Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. I don't like Dragon Ball Z. You don't like Dragon Ball Z? September so 24th. So the show knows that that was announced. Yep. Uh, they showed off more of Mario Golf, which is coming out this month. Yeah, you June like tw- Mario Golf. This looks like a fun one. Yeah. June 25th. And I will be honest with you. I had zero interest in this game. Even as a like everybody that knows me recently, I've become obsessed with golf. Still zero interest in in the Mario Golf game. I haven't played a Mario Golf game probably since like the GameCube. And so, but then they showed at this treehouse, they showed the new modes. And those like really actually like changed my mind was the speed golf mode was really what kind of caught my attention. Where like you all tee off and then you just, it's a sprint, man. And it kind of reminded me of like Mario Golf meets Mario Kart. Like that's really what it is. And uh, I think I'm going to buy this on, on the 25th. I actually think I'm going to pick this up because it, it looked pretty fun. It, I, I, I've always enjoyed Mario sports games. I'm not, I'm not usually lining up to drop the 60 bucks on them. Uh, but I mean, I own Mario Tennis for the Switch because I yeah. love Mario Tennis. So this is a game that I would definitely consider purchasing on a discount later on because that that scramble mode does look super fun. They show there's going to be some cool free DLC support coming to the game. I like a, an adventure mode for, for yeah. a golf game because I loved Golf Story. Uh, so and there's the battle I'm, I'm golf too. In this game for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, battle golf looks really fun. Yeah, so that's where you, there's, there's there's like nine a lot points there. Whoever captures, the mo- yeah, yeah. There, there's actually modes that look fun. Yeah, uh, that's some. That's one of the issues with like Mario Tennis is that yeah they come up with modes, but the, a lot of times they're not fun. Like I just want to play tennis. Like I yeah. want to. I don't want to like knock the the ball through all these rings to score points that I barely even understand what's going on. <laughs> it looks like with the new Mario Golf, there's modes that look fun and easy to understand what's going on. So yeah. Absolutely. 
They showed off Monster Hunter Stories 2, which is a game I believe was previously announced, and it's a uh, turn-based Monster Hunter game with turn-based battles. So if you like the Monster Hunter universe, this is probably for you. Yeah, there's a uh, demo. Then, uh, there's a demo out, and it's going to be dropping the same day as uh, as Mario Golf on June 25th. Uh, and you can transfer your save data. Um, this is like the final game. So like, if you played sto- the first stories or whatever, you're able to move like your uh, save data over, which then grants you perks in this game. Nice. Uh, next was the uh, one of the other announcements directly from Nintendo and it's that they uh, they announced a new Wario game uh, WarioWare Get It Together is coming to the Switch and it's going to be uh, the first time ever a multiplayer WarioWare game um, WarioWare games have maybe the biggest or I should say like the smallest or most excitable cult following of all Nintendo franchises yeah, like, I feel like there's people that like they get WarioWare. WarioWare is for them, and they will tell you up and down, left and right, that WarioWare is the truth. And I played my first WarioWare game like two years ago in the lunchroom at work when our our friend brought in his like Game Boy Advance with his WarioWare, and he's like, "Here, play this." And I was like, "Oh, this is I have no idea. Wait, what? Huh? Huh? I lost? <laughs> huh? What?" Oh, okay. Uh, no, you can't have your Game Boy back. I'm going to play this for the rest of the day. I won't be working. Uh, so it's something that's it's hard to even explain how the experience of these micro games goes. But as soon as it's in your hand and you're off and running, you love it. Yeah, I, I'm. that's perfectly said. I don't even actually know how I ended up with my first WarioWare game, but it was back on like the GBA era or whatever. And I, I went to the store, wanted something new and walked out with this, got home and was like, what did I just buy? And then proceeded to just sit there and play the game forever. Um, Played it on the, we got one on the GameCube too, I believe is, is another one that I played, but uh, it's been a while. So as far as getting, getting a WarioWare um, and, this looks like a ton of chaos and fun. Um, if for anybody that's played a WarioWare game, they know what they're getting into. It's, and, and I'm sure a lot of them are excited for people that have no idea what they just watched. I'm sure it was very like confusing and just a bunch of stuff just thrown together and, and chaos. But I can tell you it is such a unique experience and and such a ton of fun and the idea of the multiplayer aspect to it and everything um is going to be really interesting coming out uh september 10th uh and it's gonna and when we say multiplayer it is cooperative play for two players too so that's um it's gonna be cool i'm excited for this one this was this was a good surprise absolutely and i don't I don't know if this is something that was rumored or there was any leaks about this. So this one came as a surprise to me. Same as Dread. Uh, this one came yeah. as a surprise. So Same, it, yep. it's nice to have surprises and things not be spoiled. Like I like watching these shows and having a wave of excitement come <laughs> over me for new software, you know, absolutely. That I, I had no idea was in the works. Uh, next up is Shin Megami, Shin Megami Tensai five. If I'm saying any of that, right. I think you got uh, it right. Was shown off and I'm not going to play this game, but it looks cool, and visually, it looks very nice on the Switch. So the opposite of cruising, looking like buttholes, <laughs> like this game looks like it's a true, uh, 
blockbuster game being put on the Nintendo Switch and optimized to run and be a great Switch experience if you like JRPGs. So uh, I hope this game is really good for people that are a fan of the series and for someone that likes a JRPG on the Switch. I just I, I'm rooting for you on this one because it actually looks fun and good. Any yeah, thoughts? It, I thought it looked cool. Um, it is releasing on the Switch November 12th. Uh, pre-orders open up on the 24th, so, so you'll be able to start pre-ordering this very soon. It looked really cool. I mean, I don't think I'm in the same boat as you, is that this isn't necessarily something that I, I haven't uh, followed this franchise at all, but seeing it, seeing this game uh, was definitely interesting, And but I, but yeah, I don't, I don't think I personally put it... Uh, pick this up but I, but it does look promising for switch owners uh, who are a fan of, of this series was daga rampa and i don't even really understand what i was being shown <laughs> for this trailer and i i wrote down the note like can't they just edit things like this out of the announcement in the united states like how many people in the united states want to play this weird confusing looking japanese game oh, like you might be I surprised honestly need to know you might be surprised just edit it out i'm not going to be surprised edit it out no one wants this cut it out <laughs> no one wants this now this mind nonsense. you this is a four game collection that's coming to the switch here so it's four four games of the of the franchise that uh though butterboy doesn't like it is very popular here in the states not though i, I have no i have no proof to back that up but i'm just making the statement <laughs> i bet a few weird nerds really like this game and they'll tell you why it's great and i won't listen the bun uh, by the way yeah, the bundle just, the bundle is a physical exclusive um but if you if you don't want if you're not a physical person uh collector then you're able to buy the four games separately uh individually on the nintendo eShop. just so you know for 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 so your well. for your knowledge there butterboy because i know you're really interested yeah, Grim, you care way more about the people listening to this podcast and this show because you took the time to note and 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 give that information to the listener. There's, where so I was just like, I don't know, you next, like this game, you're screwed. Next to these types of games, I literally have a note that says Butterboy doesn't give a shit. And so I literally just try to make like a one sentence post of like at least get a, a release date and like one fact. So that way, because I, I know he's not going to. <laughs> I appreciate you covering my ass. On that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in time, you're listening. Just edit that shit out. I don't <laughs> care. You can just show us Mario tap dancing for the 30 seconds you were showing this game off, and I'll be more likely to go spend money in your shop. Uh, all right. Up next, uh, they showed off a Fatal Frame coming to the Nintendo Switch. I believe this is a port of the Wii U game. It is. Yep. Um, Made in the uh, black water. Yeah, people like Fatal Frame games. They look spooky. Yeah, but this uh, they don't look like something I necessarily want to play, but that, cool. That, uh, th th so I have a note next to this one too. So including included in this this port is a new photo mode and uh, some new costumes. Wonderful. <laughs> so if you didn't own a Wii U and you think no one owned a Wii U, man, come on, cool. no yeah. one played this game. This is, this is for you. <laughs> Three people Fatal played this Frame. game on the Wii U. <laughs> yeah man they, and now now six people can play on the switch <laughs> oh man all right they, sh they showed off they showed off what the uh, new doom eternal dlc is going to look like what's it uh, gonna look like as someone who uh blurry 
and, and this is for me. I played Doom 2016 on the Switch. I had an amazing time playing it on the Switch. I agree with the reviewers are kind of like, if, it, if, you, if you rub Vaseline on your screen and play a game, that's kind of what playing Doom on the Switch looks like. I'm like, you're right. Everything's a little out of focus. A little bit hazy, uh, but the fact that the game even runs in <laughs> I damaged my eyes, but it was Switch, still fun. Yeah, the fact that Doom Eternal even <laughs> runs on the Switch isn't it's a modern marvel. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> modern uh, marvel. I wouldn't I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't play Doom Eternal on the Switch uh, because the advancements between Doom 2016 and Doom Eternal were vast. Uh, so I just I just don't know about. I just don't know about playing that on the Switch, but they, they took the time to show it off. It's similar to when they're like, hey, Guardians is a cloud game, but we're going to show it off. It's kind of like, hey, look, we have we have a big next gen, a big current gen experience, Doom Eternal DLC. So out, it's, and it's already out, guys. It's already out. Yeah. Uh, the old gods or whatever it's called. You can play it. Uh, they showed off the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Collection is coming to the Nintendo Switch. So Tony Hawk 1 and 2 uh, remakes, which super fun games. I'm not going to lie. They didn't run great on the stock PS4. So I have my <laughs> concerns that it might not run great on the Switch unless it is decently uh, downgraded. Watered down. Um, my thoughts are that it comes to the Switch, like you said, June 25th. That, that they, I mean, Tony Hawk 1 and 2 are great games. The, the remaster of it uh, was really well done. Uh, I played it on an Xbox One and uh, got upset when my my copy that I have doesn't get the Series X like upgrade for free or whatever. Like I have to buy the. I have to buy the upgrade. <laughs> I, have to, I, have to, I have to rebuy the game, I think is what I meant to say. Rebuy the game. Yeah. Um, and that's where I got a little upset, but otherwise, like the game is is great. If you're a skateboard fan, if you're a fan of the of the Tony Hawk Pro Skater uh, series, these are um, it is really good games. How they're gonna run on the Switch? I don't know. I don't know. We just we just hope. I I I can confidently say if this one were to go on sale for twenty or less, it's only a forty dollar game to start with. If yeah. it goes twenty or less, I may repurchase it just and to I have it handheld because I do love Tony Hawk that much. I totally think you see that probably by the holiday. Yep, for sure. Uh, they showed off. I believe it was called Strange Brigade, which is sort of mm -hmm. an action shooter with mummies and puzzles and yeah, it's a four player it shooter. Cool. Yeah, four player it shooter. Cool man. So. I followed Strange uh, Brigade a while back, and it looked interesting. Um, it's from the developer that did um, Sniper Elite, which is not a game that necessarily oh, okay. I played a ton of, but I knew about it. So that's who's making it. And it, uh, it, 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 it was when they announced it, it was releasing on the Switch, like then and there. This is one of the, you know, Switch, like they always like to do that. They kind of have like a couple announcements. They're like available today, you know, and that's kind of what we had, we saw here. So, um, yeah, it looked it looked fun. I mean, again, I don't know if it's something that I go and jump into, but it it didn't look like cruising blurry mess. Yeah, like the game actually looked nice, and it might be one. I don't know if it's the type of game I want to play. Right. Um, especially if you if if I would need to know what the single player experience is like, because everyone's like the only way to play it and have it be good is a four-player experience. There's right. no way I find three other friends that also want to play this game. I mean, I'm a sucker, so you only need two now. You're right. All right. I know I know suckers, so that's no problem. <laughs> right. We'll get a squad together. Yeah. Uh, 
All right. Up next, uh, the game that was shown off at the Ubisoft Forward event, and that is the new Mario Rabbids game. I don't necessarily know if we thought we'd be getting a sequel to Mario Rabbids, but uh, people who played it had a lot of fun with it. I've been really close to buying it when it goes real cheap a couple times, but I keep telling myself I have other things I already own that I need to play, so I don't buy it. Uh, but this one, it looks like they're upping the scope of the game. It takes place in outer space. There's a new villain, but if you aren't familiar with Mario Rabbids, it's Mario plus the Rabbids from Rayman coming together to be a tactical... Uh, turn-based game. So, I mean, it's the weirdest combination of IP and genre together, but, uh, you, I know you played some of the first one. It just, it makes a nice experience from what everyone says. It somehow works. (laughs) Like, like I can't explain to you why, but somehow it has, um, just a lot of appeal to it. And, and that's something that's big coming for me because I am not a tactical turn-based game like i don't play games they're turn-based unless the game like the characters the story the concept really grabs me and so um mario rabbids the first game did did just that and i am excited for the for the new one as well i think it's fun i think it's fun when you can take a franchise like mario and i know we've had some turn-based mario or we've had mario rpg right like we Mario has been in turn-based before, but this is just, it's different. It's, it's different. So taking Mario and if you, and for me, I generally played Mario in its 3d world roaming or it's 2d side scrolling event, you know, games. And so to rip that out and throw, throw in this very different feel, it was entertaining to me. And, and the boss battles were, I thought the boss battles were really fun. And um, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's cool. I'm I'm excited. Uh, we'll see that next year for the Switch. Yep, pretty exciting. Up next was another one of the games that I think was a surprise. I don't think people knew about this one, or even it was rumored. Uh, Advanced Wars is coming out with a dual pack that's a remaster of the campaigns of Advanced War One and Advanced Wars Two. Uh, Advanced Wars, uh, tactical-based, uh, turn-based game, cult following. Uh, it's in the it's similar family to Fire Emblem. I, the games get compared a lot. And um, the, the game has a long lineage all the way back to the, uh, you know, the original 8-bit systems and when it was Famicom Wars over in Japan and wasn't brought to the U.S. until Advanced Wars on the Game Boy Advance. A lot of people really excited about this uh, coming out on December 3rd. But to me, this feels like this was a decade too late. Like, I wanted this 10 years ago. And if you think about it, Advance Wars is so old that the majority, a good portion of Nintendo's like core fan base wasn't even alive when these games were out and popular. Yeah, like for me, I'm excited for it, but but I'm I'm the exception, right? Like, I'm that's the problem is that we got you got to hope that this. Uh, branches off into the newer player, you know, the younger player base. But uh, to get it, so Advance Wars 1 and 2, Reboot Camp, uh, like you said, December 3rd, pre-orders are already up for it. Uh, I was excited about this because I really, like, and again, <laughs> I, I did play turn-based games on the Game Boy Advance because it was more of a common thing, but... This was one of them. This was one of the ones that I really liked, you know, versus others that I just couldn't get into, 
I liked Advance Wars. So I'm excited to pick this up, but I am I am a little worried that because of how I've changed as a gamer and and the turn based side of things just don't hold my attention as much as they used to. Is it going to be able to, you know, ex- hold my attention, create the same excitement and experience as as it once did? You know, that's that's the big question floating around what's going to be a, pr- a pricey video game. Yeah, I think it's coming out full sixty dollars. Yep. Did you play Wargroove? So, yeah. So Wargroove was like a spiritual successor in a way of of it. And um, I'll be honest with you, I didn't get into it. <laughs> I played it. I played it on Game Pass for, I don't know, two hours. And it just it didn't keep my attention. You the point you bring up is is really valid. I don't know if we've ever really like talked about it or broke it down about neither of us are huge into turn based games you know, exception being Pokemon, you know, yeah, right. just because because of the IP. Uh, but the Game Boy Advance was a great era for turn based games and the quality of them was very high. Yep. And the it was a good utilization to put a nice game on something that you, know, you, you had a limited amount of buttons. The 3D capabilities were not amazing on the Game Boy Advance. So turn based games were really good experiences in that generation. And when you're a kid, you're sitting in the back seat of the car. Uh, you have the attention span of the six games you could fit in your case. <laughs> right. A turn-based game is something you really want to stick with. It's different here as adults in our 30s with literally an endless amount of video games we could possibly play at our fingertips. We don't even have to leave the couch to play endless amounts of video games. So at the $60 price tag, I know I'm out on Advance Wars uh, Reboot Camp. But I, I also don't know if even if I were to purchase it on sale, if it's a game that would grab my attention span the way it did when I was a kid. Yeah. We'll see. But for everyone who's been wanting it, excited for you. But I think I think this is also one of the kind of meas of the show. It's a cool announcement, but they need to put out something to keep this franchise alive back on the 3DS or something. I would have bought that on back then for sure. Yeah, Absolutely. All right. And then uh, the the last announcement of the show where I kept holding out hope that earlier in the show, they were like, oh, yeah, we don't have any Metroid Prime 4 to show off. I thought that was going to be like, wink, wink. We totally do later. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. Yep. I was I was literally waiting to that treehouse started to be like, oh, they, they really don't have any Metroid Prime 4 to show off. Um, but they gave us more footage of Breath of the Wild 2. Um, oh, I guess I'm kind of jumping ahead. They showed off some other Zelda stuff. Yeah. They showed off. They were like, hey, here's Skyward Sword coming out next month. Yeah. Age uh, of Calamity DLC. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Age of Calamity DLC. So if you like that game, there's more content coming to that. And then they showed off the Zelda 35th anniversary game and watch, yep. which is going to have the original Legend of Zelda, uh, Link's Adventure, Legend of Zelda 2 and uh, Link's Awakening all in one of the little game and watch things, which actually seems like a nice pack considering the Mario game watch only gave you super Mario brothers. So the fact that this has multiple Zelda titles in it, I think it makes it worth your 50 bucks. So that actually looks like a, a cool device for Zelda fans. Yeah. That comes out November 12th. Yep. Right in time for holiday shopping. Yep. All right. So like I said, they, they, they were showing off. They, they, the big thing to end the show was they showed off more breath of the wild two footage. And, um, it's interesting that this is this is sort of uh, coinciding with the re-release 
of Skyward Sword because in this footage for Breath of the Wild 2, you're seeing a lot of stuff take place on Avatar-like floating uh, islands in the sky. And you see Link falling, you know, from the sky, similar to, you know, some of the action in Skyward Sword, using the glider to drift up and get to these islands that are floating above uh, Hyrule. And they show off what looks like some new abilities and some new stuff, but obviously it's in the same game engine. They didn't really tell us anything story-wise what's going on with it, and they I believe they explained that they didn't want to spoil things. So I, I would think, you know, within the first... 30 minutes of the game, we're going to know exactly why all of this stuff is happening and why Hyrule looks different than it did in the original Breath of the Wild. It's because it's not Hyrule I mean, anymore, it's Pandora. It's it's Pandora. <laughs> I know they announced Ubisoft is making yeah. a, a, an Avatar game. Yeah. It's actually, they're going to cross over. It's going to be a great experience now. Um, but as someone who loved Breath of the Wild as much as I did, this was right up there with the Metroid stuff. Like my heart was racing. I was ready. I was excited, even though it, all of it was, was very, you know, very small glimpses of what we're going to get action wise and almost nothing story wise. It was enough to like wet my palate to be like, okay, it, they said it's coming out in 2022. Like I can wait. I am ready. Uh, and I was a little disappointed. They didn't give us an official name for the game. Uh, I really wanted to, for the next year, be able to address Breath of the Wild 2 by a real name, because maybe it is going to be called Breath of the Wild 2, uh, but I, I wanted to know what it's going to be called, and they, they didn't tell us that. Yeah, I mean, this pretty much, this trailer um, was, you know, it was one of those just, is such a teaser, such a fragmented, just just quick snippets and uh and then a couple you know like you said falling from the sky and getting a glimpse of like what looked like a broken up world um you know followed by the announcement that it is uh coming to nintendo switch in 2022 so next year which i mean we didn't expect it to be this year but i didn't necessarily expect it to be next year either um knowing how nintendo likes to kind of Sometimes Nintendo likes to show things very early and, and you can go four years before you get it or sometimes more if you're a Metroid fan. But um, but yeah, I mean, it looked really cool. Obviously, Breath of the Wild is is a special, very special game, not just within the Zelda uh, series, but within video game, the video game world. Um, so to see anything about the uh sequel or successor of this is exciting and knowing that it's in the works and we're just going to uh we're gonna have to wait for more info i think overall um i kind of saw this being i expected this to be the announcement uh, i was disappointed i think overall for the 35th anniversary of Zelda or whatever as far as what we got was a game and watch like I really thought you know our, our good friend Test who's very in uh, when it comes to Nintendo news and, and just scraping any information that he can um, had his hopes for you know like a collector's edition similar to like what we got with Mario uh, with, the, with the Mario Super, Super Mario Stars or whatever the hell it's called but anyways we, we got that the three games from Mario on the Switch I was hoping you know we were, that was something that that he was saying and then I was hoping for was maybe we get some sort of collection uh, as well for Zelda and instead we get a we get a little game and watch that it is I didn't even buy the Mario one. I doubt I'll buy this one, like, because they're just going to sit there. 
Yeah, the the only application I thought about for this is I like having my Game Boy SP in my pocket when I go to the mall and my wife wants to try on clothes for 20 minutes and I pull yeah. up the SP and <laughs> I play Donkey Kong or Fusion or something. And I was like, you know, this would be nice for that occasion where I want to have a video game on me. I, I Everyone knows I hate playing games on my phone. I find it unfun yeah. most of the time. Yep. So like it would be nice to pull out and just do a couple dungeons on Zelda. It would be fun to have. But uh, at $50, it's hard for me to justify something that I'm going to use three times a year uh, at the mall. So, yeah, um, but it, it's a cool collector's piece for someone that is into collector's pieces. But I would have loved to see a collection of games um, <laughs> the, or, you know what the um, any anything else, you know, you know what the the Zelda um, sequel like teaser trailer reminded me of. What? A cologne commercial. <laughs> Right. You watch a cologne commercial or a perfume commercial. It's like it's like 20 seconds long and it makes absolutely no sense. And when you're done, you're like, what? <laughs> like, I kind of felt that way. Where I was like, ooh, ooh. And then it just was just kind of like done. And I was like, damn, like I really thought like they were going to give us like like how you were saying they were giving you nothing. I thought at the very end they would give you the name or they would give you like just that one snippet that meant something right and instead they left you completely on the cliff um just wondering so and i'm not saying it's a bad thing it just for me was just kind of like a for you who loves breath of the wild to the moon um this like you said you were giddy you were jumping you were you were excited you know um just like i was when they said metroid prime 4 and they showed a they showed it outer space and that was it and i was like yeah man it's happening well you know 15 years later maybe we'll get the game but um for me someone who appreciates zelda and does like it but is not as like hardcore into it i was like i was left like feeling like maybe there was five seconds at the end of this show that got cut off and they just didn't realize it. Like that's kind of how I felt. Yeah. A name reveal would have been enough to be an exclamation point. And it's interesting. Like what's the strategy? You tell me they don't know what they want to call this game yet. You know, know? like there's no way they have to, they have to have a name for the game. It's either that or it is, or it does tie into the fact that, something in the name is a spoiler to the story. Like, you know, because they said they didn't want to give anything away. Maybe it's not breath of the wild too. Maybe there, maybe it is something that could, um, cause too many people to spiral into the lore of Zelda and figure it out. Yeah, it's definitely possible. There could be secrets hidden somewhere in, uh, in the DLC of the, um, Age of Calamity. You like, yeah. So you're right. You're right. Them showing that maybe it's just too early, yeah. but it would it would have felt like a nice nice exclamation point to what was a very uh, very solid Nintendo Direct. Oh yeah, for sure. For E3 week, but I noted a few things that I felt were omissions and things that I'm a little bit disappointed with. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hop right out and say the first thing that I think we're all disappointed about is there's these rumors that have been basically assumed to be fact at this point that we're getting a hardware refresh or we're getting a next generation to switch. And I thought, I honestly thought we were going to hear about that. Yeah. I thought we were going to get a glimpse or some sort of tease the switch Um, pro or the super switch or whatever they're going to call it. We were, you know, they're now I know they came out 
right before the direct and kind of like squashed it. But but up until that point, we all thought it was going to happen. Um, and and Doug Bowser, um, you know, your 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 head, your head of uh, North America for Nintendo came out and basically addressed it after the show as well. And, ju- and you know, right now it's just it'll happen when it happens is pretty much what we're getting. But, you know, w- with the comments I made about um, Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff like that, we're seeing the need for Nintendo to uh, to get this done, because I feel like as this next generation continues to grow for the PS5 and the Series X and development for these devices, it becomes harder and harder for the Switch to maintain uh, to being able to play some of these games. Yeah, we're we're four and a half years into the life of the Switch, right? Like that yep. was March 2017. So we're we're really close to that five year point where you you start to know about what's next, hardware wise. So so I did find that as a little bit of a letdown because I was already like ready, like okay, got my got my credit card next to me, so if pre-orders go live after this thing, I can get mine locked in. So I was ready to go, and then that didn't happen. I just um, feel like we're in this we're in this like j- these generations of like PS4, PS4 Pro, you know, um, we're, we're used like, yes, we used to get like PS3, PS3 slim, but it wasn't necessarily performance. It was just it was just form factor. Right. This last generation is when the first time we actually saw like a refresh mid mid to late generation for these games to continue the push. And part of it was when the PS4 and the Xbox one came out, 4k wasn't a thing then it was. And so then they were, they re, kind of re-released a beefed version of their systems that could, they could start to utilize 4k somewhat. And the switch is in that situation now is that, do you play along with that? Like, is that also your game plan? Cause I think, it needs to be because if the, everybody else is doing it and all and you, and you want to rely on your third party development because you've done a really good job of building third party support for your platform they they need enhancements because if they're over there making stuff with for 4k ray tracing and all this stuff over here on on the other platforms and then they come over to the switch that's like you said four and a half years old uh that doesn't have any of that like what Sometimes you just look at it and you go, yeah, besides cloud, it just isn't possible. So. Yep, we're just we're just to the point now. We talked about this a lot in the fall before the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series systems came out that it's going to really make the switch start to look like a dinosaur fast. And not that I think we've had some sort of amazing next generation experience in hand yet in the last six months since the new gen has been out. But what we saw from the other gaming showcases at E3 mm-hmm. is it's here though. Yeah. We are the, within the next, within the next 18 months those next gen experiences will be ample. And that's where, when we watched this Nintendo direct and we saw, you know, diarrhea eyes coming out of cruising blasts. <laughs> it was cruising ass blasting. It makes you, it makes you look at, look at the switch a little bit differently than the, the little machine that could. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, another thing that seemed like an omission that I'm, I'm not hearing anyone else talk about is why didn't we get any sort of perk or update to our Nintendo online that we pay for? Nintendo you know what, online, you know I, mean? I feel like has been forgotten, man. 
Yeah, that so, is that, yeah. that's one I didn't even think about because I've I gave up on it. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. People are like, oh, this was uh, this was an amazing show. Like, yeah, it was good, but like I pay for okay, that's not fair. The Nintendo online service is so cheap. It's the family plan's 35 bucks a year. It's not very expensive, but it's still a paid service that they're now just like rolling out like C tier NES and SNES releases and calling those periodic updates to the game library on the service give us some game boy games give us game boy advance games bring in a new system give us any other perk uh it's it's just rough at this point that it still feels like you have an online subscription service that you're giving us so little for and i i really do enjoy the marquee super nintendo and nintendo titles that are available at my fingertips to play at any time but I want something new. I want something to be excited about having your online service because uh, I have multiple people on my family plan. I guarantee you, I might be the only person that would miss the service because I actually play the, the Super Nintendo and Nintendo stuff sometimes. So there's four other people on my plan, three other people on my plan that probably wouldn't even care if I dropped the service because they don't game online on the Switch either. So I mean, I'll be honest with I you. Get there. Yeah, I mine expired. A, probably a year and a half ago and I never renewed it. <laughs> I just, I just didn't like, I, 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 I noticed it expired because I tried to do something and it said it was gone. And I was like, Oh, okay. Like <laughs> I just like, to me, you, we, we talked about this way back when they made this decision that they were going to do this Nintendo online thing. And it was going to be their, their, their step into the, to compete not I don't want to say compete, but to have something similar to Xbox Live, to PlayStation Plus, whatever. They were trying to build their own little ecosystem. And but and we we all talked about the fact of like just sell us your classic games individually. Put it on the shop and let me go buy Super Metroid for five bucks or whatever. Like I will buy more of your games that way and I'll act and I'll and they'll remain on my system and I'll play them versus this service that you've pretty much abandoned in my opinion. And uh because of it I just let it lapse. And I don't play your games anymore. And you don't get my additional money anymore. You know, and though they do for you right now, I was also running a family plan. So that 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 wiped out not just me, but wiped out multiple people that were, you know, enjoying your your product. So I don't know. It it seems it seems kind of like they're they don't know what to do with it right now. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the, what the situation is there, but it doesn't it doesn't look great. It's weird because I know what to do with it. Add more games like add more like games people want to play. Give us handheld games bring us into the n64 era which they're emulators like like everyone nerds online have been doing this for 20 years yeah so, um if so hyperkin can do like it the, you can do it nintendo like that's all there sure. is to it for sure so so that that honestly feels like a, a big miss to me because i i when it comes to services that i'm involved with i always want to know what's coming what's next why what's my money going towards that's the reason i like the xbox show is because literally they made 27 <laughs> announcements coming to my service that i pay for yep so oh yeah they, yeah there was Nintendo value on value on value <laughs> that's a good comparison right there <laughs> when you left xbox show you were like you were like sensory overload you're like good god man yeah i think you guys showed me too much over here on nintendo you're like wait 
Where are they? <laughs> you have services that you charge for? No. I'm not going to lie, dude. I forgot about it until you just brought it up. <laughs> I was like, wait, oh, saying, shit, man. you're right. <laughs> yeah, everyone's, uh, you know, riding riding high from uh, yeah. WarioWare, Metroid, and, and Zelda announcements. Yeah, they're all Nintendo's over there like, we got away with it, guys. We got away with it. Just with their bag of money. Uh and the the last two things I just want to put that I, I, I have a, a hunch on why. We already talked about we didn't see any footage from Prime 4 mm-hmm. because honestly, I don't I don't want to see a cinematic trailer or any no. of that bullshit. Like, yeah. like, show me footage. I want to know what this looks like. I want you to fall and, out for me. I want you to drop it and then say it's coming out later this year and I will shit my pants. For sure. I want game footage. And the other game... Correct me if I'm wrong on this. That was announced the same day as Metroid Prime 4. Where is Bayonetta 3? That didn't come out, right? Like, I'm not wrong about that. That game's just been missing for years. Yeah, I think there was a um, there was a announcement revolving around the direct that it's uh, still in production and, and, and doing well. Yeah, so this ties into my theory are both of those going to be shown off when Nintendo shows off new hardware and they are going yeah. to be feature things of look at this new hardware, look how great Bayonetta 3 and Metroid Prime 4 run on this new upgraded hardware. That's that's sort of my maybe finishing point on on the the yeah. stuff that's missing is I those the, those might be I, all grouped together. I think maybe that's the case because but at the same time, I feel like we we should probably hear about this hardware this year. Like, in my opinion, yeah. we should like I know they didn't show it at E3, but I feel like they should at least admit it to some extent before 2022. And and that's because, like you're saying, is that though next year there's ample next generation gaming that's coming, we're getting it in October in November, like, like Forza Horizon looks amazing. Um, you know, the, this, the Guardians of the Galaxy game, um, we're, we're seeing it with Ratchet and Clank that just came out for the PS5 and, and seeing some of the, the capabilities of that. Gran Turismo is right around, like, there's, there are these games that are right around the corner, and some of them are this year and then early next year, and, um, you know, like, I feel like Nintendo doesn't, I don't want Nintendo to wait too long, you know, where they, they do lose some momentum because of it, because they have nothing to worry about. Nintendo's in a great spot. Their sales are fantastic. They've had top seller, top selling uh, system for like 30 months straight or something like that. I mean, they're 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 dominating the market with with what we are calling kind where it's kind of feeling like an archaic machine um, and they're still dominating the market. So, like. That's good. Now, one reason is, is because people can't buy a PS5 or a Series X because they literally can't make enough of them. When the day comes where they can, how does it shift? Because I tell you what, the PS5 is going to just is going to dominate everybody because people so many people want it right now um, and they just can't get it. So and by the time it's going to work out for Sony is by the time their production does get ramped up and they do start to produce more it's when some of their bigger games are going to start dropping. You know, we made fun of the PS5's launch launch titles and 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 the week like uh, you know, first quarter, second quarter, however you want to look at it. Um it didn't matter because you couldn't get a PS5 if you wanted it unless you're going to go pay three times the cost on eBay. So 
I just don't want to see Nintendo get kind of get lost in in what might happen when semiconductor and silicon and and these these pieces that they need to produce these products uh, do start to show up and and manufacturing does increase and all of a sudden we watch what might be a fake first place Nintendo quickly fall to uh, you know second or third place and so anyways the one thing I did think was missing from the show, I do agree with all your points. Um, but the one thing that I, I was expecting is some sort of acknowledgement of the next major Mario game, you know, and be it, be it a two, uh, you know, uh, revisit back to 2d, or if we were going to look into like Odyssey two or something like that, I, I get it that like we got breath of the wild two, but we already knew about breath of the wild. Like we already knew, we got this yeah. is a secondary reminder of Breath of the Wild 2, as, as we're going to call it right now. Um, you know, and and I just I'm, I'm a little surprised. Like, we, yeah, we got golf and we got Mario Party and like Mario was in the announcements in some form and fashion, but we didn't get like a traditional Mario game at all. And I really did think that maybe we were going to see something. You know, something that I also haven't heard a lot of talk about recently that I think people forget our Mario Kart game is a port from the Wii U. We don't <laughs> ha- true, we haven't yeah. had a, a first to switch Mario Kart yet game yet this generation. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is a great game. Yep. Uh, but right, yeah. But I think we could be due for a brand new Mario Kart 9 experience on the Switch. So, yeah, it, it, it does seem weird to not have a 3D, a 2D, a new kart, like a really big Mario announcement made. And uh, Rabbits, you know, was the closest thing we had to that. Yeah. But again, overall, like I was very happy. Obviously, I'm biased. I got I got Metroid news, so I was very satisfied. But I think overall, the show, you know, was a good show for me personally. You, if you took Metroid out of it, um, it me the announce there were some big announcements, but it would have been lackluster to me because a lot of the big announcements didn't connect to me as a gamer. But um, but Metroid, you know, heals all wounds. So. Yeah, it, I thought it was a strong show. I don't think it was like the the best Nintendo showcase in a decade or anything right. like that. But but it was good. And I, I think people need to have realistic expectations. And I, I also felt that way about the Xbox show. Anyone that was like, oh, that was the best thing I've ever seen or that was terrible. It's like, I don't know, like they showed you all video games you're going to be able to play. And at least if at least a couple of them look like cool games you want to play, then you're doing all right. And I look at this list of Nintendo games and go, wow, hey at least three of those are games I'm probably going to buy. I guess that's pretty good over the next, yep. the, you know, next year and a half. So I, I, I would definitely give this, you know, an A rating, a strong show. And I'm yeah, no, absolutely. I, I mean, there's it. more games I'm going to buy off the Nintendo list than there was on the Xbox list. And that's simply because I have game pass. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I don't buy games for Xbox anymore. <laughs> nope. Don't need to. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, I do think it was a, it was an a, a level, uh, show, um, you know, and I was very happy, like you said, several games I'm excited to pick up. And then even after they rolled into like some of the indie stuff showing off, um, the Treehouse showed off a lot of stuff for all the games. And then afterwards, uh, we got some more info about like Axiom Verge 2 and stuff like that, yeah. which was cool. So, 
All right. Well, we'd love to know what you thought of the Nintendo show. Uh, I know we've been talking about it a lot in the Nintendo channel and the GameZilla Discord. So thanks to everyone who's been participating in conversations there. And as uh, pre-orders go live and as new games are coming out that we're talking about here on the showcase, we'd love for you to be filling that Nintendo channel with chat and chatter and talk about all things Nintendo with us there. We do want to thank our patrons for supporting us doing the show. Patreon.com slash Media. your uh, support means the world to us. That's the reason we do the show is for you to entertain you and keep you up to date on what's happening in gaming. want to encourage you to listen to the other podcasts available at GameZillaMedia.com, including the Legend of Retro, Last Action Podcast, and Noobs and Dragons. Grim, I had a good time tonight. Thanks, thanks for uh, partying down with me talking Nintendo. Yeah, for sure. There's one last thing I just wanted to kind of like end, end the show with, uh, and that is yeah. I read an article today that after E3... The number one pre-ordered game out of all shows, out of everything that was available for GameStop, was Metroid. I like that. Nintendo, I, like I hope you're listening and realize that we want this. Give us more. <laughs> yeah. Don't stop. Keep that more money into Prime 4 so we can play that. Give us yeah. the trilogy. Give us the trilogy. I yeah. cannot. We know it's ready. It's been it's, rumored it's for a year and a half. Yeah. 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 All right. But yeah, thank you. Thank you for tuning in to episode 354 of the Gamezilla podcast. And, um, you know, we uh, we appreciate everybody once again for sticking around as we took our break. We're excited to be back. And E3 has uh, has been exciting. And we're going to move on in the following weeks into more of our traditional um, new format that you guys are going to be able to experience with us. And we always like your feedback. So like like Butterboy said, join the Discord and in the Gamezilla podcast channel is where you can kind of let us know, you know how you feel about the show and things moving forward and, and all that fun stuff. So we look, uh, we're excited for uh, the upcoming weeks here and we will catch you then. Until next time, though, just remember we, uh, we are your free elite DLC for all your gaming news. And until next time, game on. Choice.